You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters as usual, but today we are very excited to welcome a very special guest, one of our earliest ever guests on this show, in fact, Um, but this is his first time with us live and in studio, former Arizona Coyote Ray Whitney. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great (laughs) to see you guys. I mean, I talked to you on the phone, but it's nice to be in person. Did you pack a bag for those trips? (laughs) Well, I just finished saying, yeah, Potvin came from Tucson, and we bought the same distance, I think. (laughs) um, It's always good to see some of the valley I I don't get a chance to see, I suppose. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us in studio here in the Valley, here downtown. What have you been up to? What's keeping you busy these days? Well, um, kids, believe it or not, my my youngest is playing volleyball, and and thank goodness for that because soccer was uh, torture to me. Um, (laughs) 90 minutes outside in the heat watching everybody chase. Did you play soccer? No, I wouldn't play yeah. that sport. No, <laughs> no. Zero uh, zero again. He's a guy that yeah. likes to score goals. Zero yeah. zero. Let's zero. score zero zero. Really? Zero zero, zero again? I almost had three assists today, Dad. Almost, but we <laughs> yeah, missed the net, exactly. and the net's not big enough. <laughs> um, so, so she's playing volleyball, um, and thank goodness for that. I I really enjoy that. And then um, my eighteen year old son's got one more year here playing for the Junior Coyotes, and um, he's he's loving that. So we were in Minnesota last uh, last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was not fun. That was not fun. You're thankful. I mean, I know it's cold here in the desert right now, but you're you not really, shoveling snow in the you, driveway. This is not cold. degrees and wind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this oh, is really, buddy. It, it's been good. So other than that, you know, obviously still doing the, the player safety stuff, which, you know, I get message from you every now and then popping your, your head in there and <laughs> checking what's going on. So uh, that's always fun to be part of the league still. And, you know, I was at the all-star game for our department puts that on. So, um some changes need to be made there as well, which is another topic. But, um, but I've been busy, believe it or not, is more busy than I than I thought it would be. We talk How, about a lot of the players in the valley that have kids playing hockey here. Just want to know: Do you ever go out on the ice with the team? And some guys coach, some guys are kind of more distant. Where are you falling in that? Well, I, I coached my son's team for five five years, six years. Um, this is the first year I haven't coached. I coached last year with uh, Dave Allett. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so I got believe it or not. Growing up, a lot of the kids I've coached, there's probably seven of them, I think, are playing major junior now. So, um, you know, one of them's on the on the draft radar. A couple more on the draft radar for the NHL. So it's kind of fun when you, mm. when you have some kind of impact on, on them. 
Uh, this year, uh, Mike DeAngelis, who's, who runs the elite program down there in, in uh, Scottsdale, he's he's the head coach, and um, Steve Sullivan's back uh, on the bench with him, and Shane Harvey. So he's got good coaching, and it's nice to be able to sit in the crowd and and watch and not have to, you know, come up with a practice plan, yell, deal with parents. I'm one <laughs> yeah. of the parents they have to deal with now, unfortunately. But yeah. um, are so you he, a bad he's parent? Uh, not a bad parent. I mean, I guess it's, you know, you guys know me. I got yeah. opinions about everything. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm sure I'm not the best parent, but uh, I've been doing my best to, to keep my mouth shut and stay out of the way as best I can. So obviously the weather is a big draw to being here, but you played for eight different franchises. What led you to choose to want to live in the Valley? Well, my family and my wife's family both have places down here. My, my wife's family, their parents had, or grandparents, excuse me, had a place in Mesa. Um, so she's been coming here since she was probably six or seven years old. And um, and then once I played here, my mom and dad were down here. They ended up getting a place in Glendale, um, or Goodyear, excuse me, um, which is near Glendale. So they, they have a place here. My parents, uh, my wife's parents still have a place in Mesa. So uh, we were going to retire in Carolina for obvious reasons. You know, you win a cup somewhere, it's kind of has a special place in your heart. But um, it's, it's a full day to get there. You know, yeah. and so if somebody's going to come and visit you, it's more expensive. It's hmm. it's a long day of travel. So um, so she pulled an audible during during the lockout. And was it 2012 we got locked out? I know. I was part of three of them. So, okay. Um, <laughs> 2012, I think. Yeah, so right we came back for run. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the house we're in now, um, she liked when we were when we were renting here. She looked at it a couple of times. So it was on the market again. So we bought it. And that was our fifth house at the time. It was a good I thought you yeah. stayed because of me, but well, you're you're one of the big draw. It was a big draw for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you still, by the way, an avid mountain biker, which I kind of view as an extreme sport in the desert? <laughs> no, I never did mountain bike. I thought you were. No, I'm a road bike. How biker. did I get this road? That's no, good research, road. Craig. Okay, my bad. Road, road, road bike. Road bike. Oh, yeah, that's no. a little less extreme. No, that's yeah, uh, because going through the desert's nuts. No, I, I did it a couple times with with some friends of mine who were who did that for a living. No, that's not for me. There's too many rocks. There's cactus. It's one bad turn, oh, yeah, and you're. Yeah. And you're nah, that's not you for road me. bike though. Um, I did road bike for. Did you have matching for a long suit time. with like sponsors yeah, on the side? Yeah, I had the whole. You did not. Yeah, oh yeah, I looked like this. Um, I yell at those people mammal. every goddamn oh, weekend so in Scottsdale. Middle aged men yeah. in lycra. Yes, mammal. Yeah. Mammal. That's yeah. what I call so, them. <laughs> but I'd, I'd ride on my own most of the time, and I, I'd head up. But now there's too much traffic now, and there's yeah. just too many people getting hit. So um, I'm a Peloton fan. So yeah. I, gotta, I have my Peloton bike, and I'm on that thing uh, as much as I can. I've been a little lazy the last couple of months, I'll be honest. But, um, you know, summer's coming, so I got to get back to the work on the body again. So I'll be back on that bike here. In the, Craig you know, has that, and he uses his for a clothes dryer. When they, when they, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're also <laughs> great for hanging stuff up. They're also great for hanging stuff up, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy still uh, riding the bike and still training. Yeah. So. Did you like wearing the uh, biker's outfits? I, I, you know, we got to get back to that. For a yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you I see did. with the helmet, the, like the cone helmet oh, for speed? And <laughs> you just saw what I was. 7-Eleven on the side. So when I was in Carolina still, um, I had one of those old uh, Cybex bikes, kind of yep. an old grinding grinding bike. And the Tour de France is on. It's, it's in July. And I watched, I'd watch every day. I'd watch the tour. Um, so I get my, I put the whole outfit on. I put the goggles and I put the hat on. <laughs> While you watch the helmet, waiting for my wife to come up the stairs. <laughs> And I have it, and I put the bike right in front of the bed, and I'm and I'm grinding, and I'm, I got the towel underneath, so I'm sweating pretty good. I'm on there for over an hour, waiting for her to come up. Yeah. And I'm not. A, finally, she comes up, and she walks through the bedroom, and and I'm sitting right in front of the mirror, and I got my whole outfit on, like I'm, I got my gloves, I got everything, and she just looked at me, she started dying laughing because you're such a freaking idiot. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, she goes, what's the matter with you? I said, anything for a giggle. I'll sit there and sweat for an hour trying to yeah. get a giggle out of somebody. Honey, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Can I eat her a couple of soups? I'm going to drop here. Right away. Yeah. That's a great yeah. image, by the yeah. way. Oh, boy. That's hilarious. Oh, man. So you're part of the brain test for NHL player safety. I'm, I'm well aware of that, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's dive into that a little bit because right. uh, there's a lot of I, I don't I mean, I know you guys have done a better job being transparent recently, like putting videos out, explaining the process, but maybe still describe the day to day, the challenges you face and maybe a lot of the misconceptions that are still out there about the job and how you guys do things. Well, first of all, it's a job that's a, it's a thankless job, I guess you could say, because yeah. no matter what you do uh, in terms of your decision, you're going to offend somebody, somebody who's going to be on the wrong side of your decision. Um, whether that be the players, be the coaches, the general manager, the fans, somebody's going to be pissed off at you. Um, but that's thick. I have thick skin. I could care less if people get mad at me. Um, I've had many coaches yeah. all mad at me all the time. So <laughs> that I'm well, used to that part. Hard to believe. Uh, but a, a typical day, like tonight's going to be a big night for us. I think it's probably 12 games on Thursday nights are big games. It's probably 12 or 13 games on tonight. So um, our guys in New York do a great job cutting video, by the way. Um, it's not easy, but they have home and away screen. Um, we have two guys in there, Damien Archiavetta and Patrick Burke, that one of those guys are always in New York in that room. Um, so when these guys are cutting video, something will happen in the game, and they'll yell back at them, you know, what do you think of this one? And they'll look at it. It's either a yes or a no. And if it's a yes, they'll clip it, both feeds, and they'll send it to the rest of our department. And that means George, myself, uh, Stefan Cantel, and, uh, and those two guys will all get it. And we'll look at all those clips. Um, and really, you're just looking at them. You're not really doing anything unless George, uh, the boss, he sends uh, an email and says, we need your thoughts on this one. Yep. So then I just write an email of, do I think it's anything? Do I think it's a fine, a warning, suspension, or nothing? Um, a lot of times, I hate to tell you guys, but I'm on the nothing side because yeah. I still like to see, see some integrity in our game. Um, but uh, if he decides that he, he likes it or doesn't like it, uh, you're on call basically every day. So if uh, we had our appointment today at 11 o'clock and something happened last night, I could have an 11 o'clock hearing uh, today when – so you got to be flexible with your schedule a little bit in terms of um, being a- available for those hearings. And then once you have the hearing, you listen to the player, you listen to the GM, the agent, and the, the player association gets on there as well to make sure things are done in order and, and you know, correctly. So uh, and then we, d- we just deliberate from there and, and come up with our decision. And like I said, our decisions will be, hap- you know, pissing some people off and making others happy. And even the ones, if we do go one way, think it should be more or it should be less. And yeah. Um, I, I guess it makes people feel better when somebody gets suspended. I, I don't know what it really does for your team. You know, the team that you're going to suspend from me, like they've already played the played game. Yeah. They've moved on. I'm not sure how it makes you feel better in yeah. any way. Um, Cause they're probably but, playing a team that you're competing with in the playoffs. And now you've just taken away a player that may help them. Yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, if something happens, they're like, you should spend them for that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And does that make you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> like I actually don't know what else it does for you. Um, but uh, the game is played so hard. So say we, we suspend or we fine or we do something. You, you hope that they they learn from that. Yeah. But I got to be honest with you, the game is played so fast and such mm. and such intensity. The last thing that somebody's going through their mind is, oh, don't do this. I don't want to get suspended. It's never going to be on their mind ever. They're never worried about a suspension. They're worried about, okay, am I going to get this stick in the face? Or if I hit this guy, am I going to get beat up by somebody coming? Mm-hmm. Now that's getting less and less. We don't have to worry about guys getting beat up anymore because there's just not – enough of it anymore but um so you know we try to deter the best we can but you know you're not gonna you're not gonna reach everybody i mean i think tom wilson for example who 
public enemy number one for a lot of teams, but a player that probably every team would like to have. Right. Um, he really has, I think, learned from um, his suspensions, and that I mean, his suspensions are big, right? Mm -hmm. And the next one, it's always going to continue to be big. Um, but I think if you watch him play now, he's he's still going to finish his checks, but I think he's trying to slow up a little bit. He's just such a big man that and, and can skate fast. Yeah. So that when you put that combination together, you're going to have some some pretty good impact. So I think he's been, you know, obviously this year he's been hurt most of the year, so we haven't had to deal with him. But um, <laughs> but I think just re in in general, I feel like what we we do is you can see in a, a player like him and a character like him, you see us maybe reaching him. Yeah. It's, it's an impressive office, by the way. Do you ever get there or are you always remote? Well, it was always – you'd always go a couple times a year, two or three times, and then COVID hit, and then obviously we didn't go. And now we've moved offices. We, we changed. We're in the Hudson Yards area yeah, now. Yeah, I saw that. that was just uh, it's it's a beautiful facility. It is. Um, and it's done right. So um, I'll try to get there one or two times a year, um, usually the start of the season, maybe once in the middle, and then just before playoffs, you know, we have a little um, – you know, like every department does mm -hmm. or every company does, you have like a little – you know, you know, celebration for the end of the year and, and charge up, get ready for the playoffs. And in our department, I'll be honest with you, they're, they're hockey fanatics, all of them. And they love the game. They love to be around it. They love to watch it. They love to comment and talk about it. So um, whenever you're around it and you have the opportunity to to be with some guys that, you know, didn't necessarily play the game and play the NHL level, but uh, they know what they're doing and they know the game very well. Just going back to one other thing that you said, there's a lot of focus clearly on headshots. Um, what do you yeah. want? people to know about that you mentioned the speed of the game and that's something that people have to factor in yeah that they haven't experienced themselves but there's a lot of focus we, we got to get this out of the game we just got to take headshots out of the game entirely what what is what is the department's sort of stance on that you're never going to get a headshot out of the game it's physically impossible <laughs> to have a headshot taken out of the game um anytime somebody's going to hit me on on the ice or keller um for example in, in today's you know everybody forget who i am but so keller's the same size as me anybody who hits us likely you're going to hit our heads because we're we're going to be at the chest height for everybody. So there's no way to avoid hitting somebody's head. Now, whether it's an elbow directly to the head or if it's a, you know, your head bouncing off the glass is always, a, you know, a, a danger thing. But that's just, that's just a hit that's going to happen. I think where we have to get rid of the, the ones we're trying to get rid of are the clips. Like you, you're going side east-west and you um, and you clip one. I think it was, remember, it was Savard back in the day in mm -hmm. Boston. He mm -hmm. takes a shot going one way and, and gets clipped just on the jaw. Uh, those are the headshots that we really want to eliminate because those are the ones that are um, kind of right on the button that you can avoid doing. Uh, and the problem with that, though, Craig, is if I'm going east-west and, and I take a shot and the last second I just kind of pull up a little bit, now my angle for the hitter, I, you know, he has shoulder at one point, and if I pull up, now all of a sudden my shoulder's not there and you go through the head. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not like it's a deliberate one, but he's, he's it looks deliberate because he's going to finish that check. He's going to finish it no matter what. And then the player changes the angle of it, and now he gets hit in the head, which is, uh, you know, knocks him out cold or, you know, he's in concussion protocol. And um, is it a suspension because he did that? Well, probably not. And that's how we look at it. You know, a guy just moves his head just, just prior, and, and he gets hit in the head. And, and it's unfortunate, but until you get rid of hitting in hockey, which is, it seems that's where we're going, um, I, I don't see you getting rid of headshots. It's always going to be a part of the game. And it might be part of the players standard player's contract where, there is an acknowledgement of some kind that you play a game that you are going to get hit in the head. and you don't have to play it. You you can choose to not play hockey and um, or live with, there's a chance that, you know, you could get some CTE in your life or you, 
Uh, I don't know what the answer is. You certainly don't want that. But when you play a contact sport, I don't see how you can. Avoid and what you bring it up, the, the one thing and the last thing I'll say about this topic is, is the speed of this game has increased mm. tremendously. The, the skill level of these players and the speed that this game is played at. Go watch a game from the early 90s and then watch a game from today. And it's not the same game. It, there's more sticks. There's more physicality in the game, more fighting in the game back then. But this, the speed these players play at, and, and it's easy to frame by frame and go, oh, look what he did. Yeah, yeah but yeah. go watch it in live motion. Yeah. The speed that both players are playing at is incredible. I, what I've noticed this season is I haven't seen a lot of, you see the fines, but you haven't seen the, the suspensions, the numbers of suspensions that you had maybe even five years ago. Do you see that as your role, has, that those suspensions are coming down? Well, we, you know, George puts a presentation on every year for the Board of Governors and for the general managers. And um, I think the suspensions are pretty much, they're still pretty level. I think this year we might, we're down a little bit, but um, the, inf the fractions for which we're doing it are, are, seem to always, you know, be a little bit different. Um, this year we've, I think we've suspended guys more for um, stick violations than, Head than headshots. Yeah. And um, for example, we suspended, uh, Thomas Hurdle from, from uh, San Jose when, you know, opening face off the third period, Lindholm for Calgary, cross-checks him, cross-checks him, cross three in a row, and he, he turns around and, and gives him a whack across the side of the face with a stick. I'm like, the difference in the old days, if you cross-check a guy once, you might get away with it. Twice, you're probably not, you're going to be in a fight yeah. definitely by the third time. Um, and that, because there's not any fighting anymore, very little, uh, we see people using sticks Six. to to, hmm. to hit people rather than fight, and, um, and I'm not sure which is more dangerous. I mean, you can always hang on and not get beat up, and and mm -hmm. be done with it. I'm not sure how you defend, you know, taking a slash in the face. So, um, which also gets us to why I think the Michigan should be taken out of the game as well. Um, <laughs> not because it's not a great skill play, but how do you defend it if the puck's three and a half, four feet in the air on somebody's stick? How do you defend it as a defenseman? Well, likely it's going to happen is somebody's going to turn, try to slash it off his stick, miss, break the guy's jaw, knock his teeth out or something, and we're going to call for a 10-game suspension or something silly like that um, where a puck is, you know, should be on somebody's stick blade being carried. So I just think from a player's safety standpoint, it's a pretty fancy play. I like it. I could never do it, but um, I just I fear for the time that somebody's going to try to defend it with a stick and accidentally get a guy in the face. So, um you know, but I, I see that's kind of where we're heading right now with with infractions. Yeah, I know, Craig. Are you always you always lean in there? Yeah, you know, you got a little snowflake too. Yeah, you do. Bit. You send me the snowflake. Yeah, emoji yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's um, right. we, we definitely want to ask you more about the state of the game today. Before we move on, um, for the second time this week, Petey's drinking at 11 a.m. Yeah, that's okay though. Um, and we decided like it's it. fine because it's the wow, which has a little orange, orange tang, so it. it's essentially like drinking orange juice in the morning. I mean, drunk Petey's always amusing to me, so he can <laughs> exactly. drink Exactly. Oh, you're just cracking it open. Yeah, no, I was having coffee to wake up first, and so now it's... Right now it's yeah. on to Four Peaks. Love it. Um, we love Four Peaks mm. here. Obviously, Wow is one of our favorites for sure. So check out Four Peaks wherever you can buy your beer. And if speed and adrenaline is more at your speed, the Beer Can Derby is on February 25th. That's this Saturday at Four Peaks, H Street Pub in Tempe. Kip pickups are open now. So if you want to show us you got the fastest beer can in the valley, sign up through fourpeaks.com slash events. And you must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. And also, speaking of 
responsible enjoyment. Betting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it's a lot of fun. Um, you can bet on anything. The NBA is finally back the end of this week. Uh, we're not going to get to see Kevin Durant this week, but maybe next week's going to make things really interesting, and so will the NHL trade deadline. I've been saying for weeks, put money on futures now before big moves happen. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I'd like Ray to call the league and get a goal change from last night on that Goss Bear shot with Keller in front <laughs> because I had an anytime goal scorer for Shane Goss Bear. And they gave it to Keller. He didn't touch it. But that gave plus 270. Oh, uh, yeah. Anytime, 270. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure Kels felt it nick him. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not hit me. <laughs> yeah, like, like, a big point total. Like hands on Verbati used to do after when Ray uh, was playing. Yeah. Those two would be with the PR guy after. And that's before it was like the league checking. No, I touched the three. <laughs> and it was like back before they were arguing. Until uh, third, it was the second yeah. deceased. Yeah, back in the day. He was always trying to, try to get a little extra if he could. Yeah. 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 So wait, I, I think Petey was talking to you about this earlier. Did you go to the outdoor game in Carolina? I did not. I went to, okay. um, I went to Blaine, Minnesota with my son's hockey team and okay. um, I missed a pretty, I, I, I've talked to a lot of people from there uh, that went to it. They said it was uh, the Carolina did an amazing job. Uh, it was like anything with Carolina. They're, they're passionate fans. It's the fact, the fact is they're passionate about, you know, basketball uh, and then hockey and then, you know, and then obviously football, but they, they will pack you put something like that. They will, they will yeah. come and it's, um, it's a great place to play. Actually. It's um, you know, once, Basketball winds down a little bit, especially right. Yeah, and they'll get the playoff time there. It's it's a great place to play in the playoffs. And you talk about that's a place where you've won too, and I think that right. binds a group of players together better than anything is winning a Stanley Cup. And I tell you what, watching that on TV, they did a phenomenal job. Like I would have actually liked to have been at that one. Didn't look too cold either. Do you ever go back to Carolina? It's been a while since I've since I've been back. My nanny or our nanny, um, she moved back there, and then when she had her her son, um, my family went back there to to see to see them and um it's probably been a couple of years two or three years since i've been back but um it's funny once you get stuck on your side of the of the world uh yeah. being on the west coast you you don't go much to the east i mean i go to new york you know for work every now and then and then with my son's hockey you're in detroit you're in boston you're you, you're traveling like a regular nhl team except you're you're not an nhl team yeah <laughs> you know so um you know we get stuck over here now we don't we tend to go more north south than we do east west did you ever play in an outdoor game as a kid or as a pro? Uh, no, no. I mean, you had to play outside when you were little. I, I played outside my whole life. We all did, um, and that was plenty cold. You it's know? a bougie, Craig. I can't see him playing outside. I played outside. You did you not. Yeah. I need a hat, mom. Yeah. It's too cold. Yeah. I get like, there's yeah. no way, bougie, Craig. Where's yeah. the Perrier? <laughs> no, like I'm not Perrier. Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Come on. Pellegrino. Pellegrino. He does the Perrier. He played goal too on the back of his net. He had Pellegrino and a bottle. I'm like every other kid in Canada. Yeah. We, we played outdoors yeah. um, most of the days. So I had to be back at home for, for dinner at 6. I'd leave my skates and everything there at the rink and at the outdoor rink in the shack and just run home, eat, and run back. So, um, Okay, so next question. Obviously, the NHL trade deadline. It's a week away. Um, what's that experience really like for players, either on the trading block or for the locker room? <laughs> either both sides, knowing that your team is probably a seller or the reverse, knowing that your team is in the hunt uh, trying to make a run well it's times are different now i think when i was playing before the salary cap era it was you know you definitely were nervous yeah um 
because you just didn't know. Well, you usually knew which teams were selling, which ones weren't, but uh, whether you were going to be a part of it or not. Believe it or not, in all those eight teams, I only got traded one time, and um, it was when I was injured, so it really surprised me. I hadn't played in a month and a half, and uh, I mm -hmm. got traded from Florida to Columbus. So uh, that was surprising. I didn't expect that to come. But um, in today's world with the salary cap, and the, there's so much that goes with it to, to make a trade that um, I think you generally have an idea who's going to get traded or who's not going to get traded. I think maybe once in a while you get a young guy who's making, uh, you know, under under a million dollars to get traded. Just like the other day you guys made one. Yeah. Um, for a young guy, but those type of trades, I think happen, but every big one, you know, I know, uh, Jacob, uh, Chickering's in the, you know, he hasn't played in a couple of weeks because of it. Uh, I'm waiting to find out what's going to happen with him, but, um, I think it's f safe to assume he's got something coming, but, uh, as far as anybody else inside that locker room, I don't really know if there's a whole lot that, uh, it's usually a, a bottom guy that gets dealt this time just because. Money-wise, you, you just can't stuff stuff it in there anymore, guys. Most good teams are already at the limit. How does it impact a room? I mean, we hear, oh, we just tune it out. But, you know, then then players will tell you after they retire, no, you don't tune it out. It, it preys on your mind. Like Keith Yandel just told me that. It, it preyed on his mind. He was on the block for like four years. Well, yeah, when, you, <laughs> when you're on the block and you know you're on the block and the media's putting your name on the block all the time, um, it's hard to ignore it. But um, I, I found when I played, I, I actually did. I, I actually didn't care. To be honest with you, I was like, um, I didn't mind going to new teams. I didn't mind the whole, you know, process. Who really struggles with it, or who really gets the shaft on it? To be honest with you, is the family. family. It's the wife who yeah. has to. Um, I get moved to a new team or to something. Man, I get right in there with twenty-two new best friends, and you know, the wife has to go find a new home, new schools, new doctors, new pediatricians. You know, it's it's endless for what they have to do. We just pack a couple bags and go hang out with our buddies, and then our new buddies in another room. So yeah. uh, I think the wives actually take the brunt of um, the trade deadline. And um, it's probably the worst on families than it is on players. But uh, I'm sure they, I'm sure that some of them are, are really like, Oh man, am I going? Am I not going? Am I, you know, but um, for the most part, I, I just, I don't think nowadays it's as big of a, um, a deal in terms of who's going. I think, you know, when you're going to go like Patrick Kane, um, he knows if he's going to go, he knows where he's going to go. Yeah. If he's so, yeah, I don't, don't think he's too worried about that. But you said you brought up a good point, though, about your, your life as a hockey player. No matter what city you're in, you're doing the same thing. You're going to the rink, you're practicing, you're getting on a plane, and you're traveling. Right. It's, it's the same no matter where you are. It's a little colder in some places, but it's the same. Yeah, you might pack a jacket more often than you do. Yeah. <laughs> but when you go back to what your time here in 2012, the mm -hmm. playoff run, the Western Conference Finals, when you get to that trade deadline, you see all the teams around you doing something. Hey, yeah. they got that player. The L.A. got this guy. We... I think that's as important at this time of year for the teams that are in it to go, you got to do something like the Rangers yeah. just pick up Tarasenko, uh, you know, the Boston Bruins are going, Oh, we got to do something. Yeah, we have to match her. Yeah. Yeah. So with the year we won the cup, actually, it's a good point you make PD there. We, we traded in January a little earlier, you know, we realized we had a good team and Jim Rutherford kind of knew we had a, we had a chance, but we weren't quite mm -hmm. as deep. So we traded for Doug Waite, uh, I think the end of January. Mm. So it was a little, before the, you know, he got ahead of the curve a little yeah. bit. Uh, it was either going to be him or Mike Sillinger, I think, from St. Louis at the time that we got. And uh, we, so when we got Dougie. Um, but then just before the playoffs or the, the trade deadline ends, and we bring in Mark Recchi. So yeah. he, he loaded up with two substantial players. And um, and that depth is probably what ended up winning us the cup. Was we were three lines pretty deep. Um, literally on any night, if you ask Peter LaViolette, any night, any of his top three lines could have been the number one line. Um 
just by the fact that the talent level was so high in all three of them. So um, a good thing to have and a good thing that Jim Rutherford recognized how good we were at, at the right time and made an early trade to get Dougie Waite and then filled it up with, with Rex after. So, um, you know, and then when you, when you had our, our run we went on, sometimes the trades you don't make are also the ones, um, you know, we, we had a really unique situation there. I mean, we're, uh, we went unbeaten in February, I believe, that year. Um, we, we were looking like we weren't going to mm -hmm. make it, and I think we ended up winning the yeah, winning Pacific, the right? Yep. So um, I thought I was getting traded that year in in February, to start of February, and I was going to welcome it because I wanted another chance to, to win. And, you know, this game is so stupid sometimes <laughs> that all of a sudden you go undefeated, and uh, Mike Smith is as hot as I've ever seen a goaltender get, and you go undefeated, and you're not, you're standing at the top of the Pacific looking down at everybody, and you're like, oh, shit, maybe we are pretty good. So... Um, we didn't make any mon monumental trades that year. And I think the way our team got to the playoffs and how we got there with the group we got or got there with is probably why we got to the finals, uh, conference finals. So um, who knows if you bring somebody else in there, if that ruins things a little bit or, or doesn't. So sometimes the trades you don't make are the ones um, are your best moves. I kind of want to stick with 2012 for a second just because you brought it up. Like what can you just – talk about that run obviously you said the trades you didn't make but like what what clicked about that team what made it so special and what do you look back on and remember about that 2012 well, run you know what it was is a team that you, you everybody had a role identified role too you knew where where you stood we obviously had a great goaltender um but we had an older defense too we had mm -hmm. some we had some really um i don't know say cagey we had some we had our defense was a lot better than than people think and i was yeah. older it wasn't something you could sustain for the four or five years but um, you know, Derek Morris and O'Coin and uh well we had Ekman Larson back there at the time too. And the Andal. I mean, we we had we had some really Rusty Kleslow was back there too. He was a little older. Rosaval, another and Rosaval. So we, we had older um veteran defensemen with a great goaltender. And then you know, our, our top line was not considered necessarily a top line by other team standards, which was point wise was Verbata, Hansel and, and, and myself. And you know, we, we had a great power play. You know, we had donors sitting there, you know, blasting one timers from the from the side and hands on the front. So we we made what we got on the power play. We defended well. Uh, we had a hot goaltender. Now the run, let's be honest, we probably not should not have got through Chicago. Right. <laughs> I think they doubled us in shots every game at least. Right. And and Mike Smith was just that good. You know, he was doing double IV bags after games. <laughs> um, you know, not practicing and just doing. So it was an amazing run for there. Uh, the Nashville team, I thought we were we were better than anyway, um, and then we hit a team. I don't know what they were, yeah, what they were on, but they <laughs> yeah. they skated at a different level after three three rounds. And um, I was with Brad Richardson the other night. I just saw him, and we were talking about it. And, um, he, he was. I think they only lost four games. Yeah, they the, were a machine. It was, the, it was the, the strangest thing you watch a team skated faster, stronger, yeah. beat everybody to every puck. For four rounds. I thought they were giving them something personally, but that, you know, that's just like. <laughs> well, I don't know what's in their Gatorade bottle, but yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I was just a sour player. athlete that, that dominated there. So, um, but that was an impressive run. And again, that's what makes hockey so great is that I think they finished eighth in the conference, right? Yeah, or, they snuck in. They snuck into the playoffs and they win the Stanley Cup. I, I don't think you'll ever, you're ever going to see a, an NBA team who's the eighth seed yep. win the national championship ever. Yeah. I just, just don't think the parity's there, especially when players decide who's going to go play where. And, yeah. Um, you know, they get in the cahoots and they go just join up. And yeah, so I don't think you'll ever see that. That's what the hockey makes hockey so great. I hate to play what ifs. If LA doesn't get in that year and you play the Devils in the cup final, you win the cup. I think so. Yeah, me too. I, I really do. Um, and not to take anything away from the 
the Devils. Just, I just the way that team was built. Yeah, the just, Coyotes team was. We we can we could just hang in there. And long you defended we, well. We we really did, and then we scored just enough yep. timely. And, and I'll be honest with you, uh, if Rafi Torres isn't suspended, yes, I still think we, we we get a little better chance against LA. Um, we I still don't think we beat them. They were just on a different level, but um, Rafi made people scared yep. and nervous, and I just don't think they had enough nervousness to them and. Um, there was no answer to what they were doing physically, and Rafi Torres no. brings that. By the yeah. way, if you're playing with Rafi Torres, your own team needs to be aware too, because if everybody's going that way, he might be going that way, and he's a big, fast boy. Yeah, he, he <laughs> definitely made you aware yeah. when you were on the ice, that's for sure. And I think we played them four times that year. Rafi played. We were th- three and one in the games Rafi played yeah. against them. So, um, you yeah. know, I think that was also a very key factor for us. Was he had a little crazy in his eyes too? I remember. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, a little, a little crazy. I mean, <laughs> the thing is with him, he's he was such a nice guy. Um, but you're right. When you put a helmet on, it's like something wired. He's wired. But he wasn't like a mean guy trying to hurt no. people. He was just no. he was like a dog on a bone. He's like, yeah. like he was just excited to play. And he was he was heavy. Like heavy. people don't realize how fast thick and, he was. Fast, but he was thick and heavy, and he's kind of like the the Wilson now, who you know Wilson's. You know, skill wise, yes. You know, Rafi was a skill guy in junior, but I think he found a different role when he got to the NHL. But when you're just big and fast and heavy, I mean, those collisions are are going to leave an impact, and he left a lot of impacts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, including you, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you touched on this a little bit already, but just how much has the league changed since you left in 2014? Uh, well, it's gotten like PD said, incredibly faster. Um, obviously, Connor coming in is set the tone for that and um skill wise when you see Zegras come in there with the skill level that and that's not just Zegras, they all have the same skills he, he just has the courage to to try a lot of the things that he does during a game but um the skill level from top to bottom is pretty impressive and um and the overall speed is is amazing um and that, and that goes just from the defense to forwards it's just the game is played at a at a different pace and and like you were saying you know in the old days you could hold some of that speed up and, yeah. and protect your defenseman and help um, I'm not sure what the answer is to to, to keep the game safe going forward. Uh, maybe it's put the red line back in where it slows it down a little bit. Um, mm. Get rid of that trapezoid so your defenseman can or your goaltender can, can play, play it. Uh, allow holds ups and not. I don't mean hold ups, but you should be able to skate in front of a guy and obstruct him from from checking. You can't put the the hook on him like in the old days. Your body. But I think if you skate, uh, you know, for example, I I see in the neutral zone a lot of times guys will chip the puck uh, and Connor is famous for it too he'll chip right behind the D and knowing he's so fast he he can go around the D to pick the puck up because he's not allowed to do anything about it mm-hmm. you have to let him go um, whereas in our day when you dump the puck that D stood in front of you and you, he'd almost put you to a stop um, well I, I don't say necessarily think it makes the game better but it certainly makes it safer yeah it does. Um, that's where you get worried but, when it gets that close to the boards with that kind of speed yeah I mean retrieving and, and, and it's not even if you hit him maybe if you accidentally uh, trip him at that speed or he accidentally yep. um feet get caught up or, get, and, yep. and also it's it's broken femurs coming at that speed and it's just hmm. um yeah that's keller you know it, there's certain yeah exactly it's not actually, there's like, no it's just the speed so so those are the hits craig getting back to the player safety part the the things i don't like with the game are the little pushes on the hips from behind when guys are going in which takes their feet out going face first or the um the, the slew foot or the kick you know poking them back the knee those things i think those are the ones that you really can't defend and are the the real dangerous ones the the hitting ones i'm more of opinion i played 23 years and i never got knocked out and i had to puck on my stick a lot a lot lot. um so if you're getting knocked out 
you're probably just not aware, aware of your surroundings enough or you think that there's no hitting one or the other. So, um, you know, I see Keller cut to the middle all the time. He knows when to get rid of it and when to watch who's mm -hmm. coming. So I don't think he's going to get knocked out anytime soon unless it's a, a flying chicken wing. But yep. I think we're getting rid of those. I don't think there's a whole lot of those anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we talked about the lack of, you know, blockbusters at the NHL trade deadline, but the NBA certainly had <laughs> so has some blockbusters, including one right here in our own backyard with the Kevin Durant trade mm. to the Phoenix Suns. And to celebrate, we have our brand new Slim Valley Reaper t-shirt in the PHNX Locker. So grab this, go to the phnxlocker.com. Now, if you want to become a diehard, you can grab this shirt for free at sign up. If you're already a diehard, it's 20% off for you. So definitely check that out. Lots of perks becoming a diehard, of course, like 20% off merchandise, 20% off events, and access to the diehard-only content on the website, as well as access to our Discord, where we have a lot of fun chatting all day long, all game long. Um, it's a lot of fun. So check out the phnxlocker.com and gophnx.com to become a diehard. And our friends at OGs actually promised Kevin Durant a lifetime supply of OGs. Really? If you ah. were to become a Phoenix Sun, this is something that happened last year. Um, luckily, we had the receipts. And literally just today, OGs quote tweeted and said, yep, this offer still stands. So cool. Kevin Durant, if you want to enjoy some OGs, you most certainly can. Uh, but if anyone else wants to enjoy Oh, geez. Check them out. The new strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are live on the shelves. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out OGsbrands.com. You must be 21 or older to enjoy. So it's you and Todd Simpson are probably the two best practical jokers in Coyote's history. But as as Petey pointed out earlier, you're a much nicer guy than Todd Simpson. I'm not sure that's true. You know, on I didn't say it but. like that because I know Todd's <laughs> listening because he listens to our show. I'm sure every day, yeah. Todd's pranks maybe went a little bit further and they were maybe a little more malicious. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, how can I say that? Todd, <laughs> Todd's a good friend of mine. We we I see him every summer. Um, the sneak powder one was one he got from me. Um, and my dad got, my dad showed me that one back in, in junior. Um, so we had to tell people this because this to the day, Stan Wilson is still mad about this. Like the equipment yeah. manager, longtime equipment manager, nicest guy in the world, still mad at Todd Simpson for this. And I am yeah. not kidding. No. Pissed. It's well, because he just didn't understand how little of the stuff that you need to use. And um, those you don't know what it is, it's just, I think police use it. It's, it's a sneak powder to get catch people who are maybe stealing from you know within mm -hmm. and what is it just kind of an invisible dust that you get on it once it gets wet it activates it and it turns bright purple um and then you can't wash it off it takes about a week to come off or yes it's, you have to soak it in bleach or oh like it takes a long time so i did it in florida it was the second it was our last practice of the day we were missing the playoffs we're at the practice rank my dad already told me how much to use i was very i got there early and i put it just in people's socks in their foot socks and except Rob Niedemeyer, I did his whole bag um, <laughs> um, just because. That's awful. So so we get on the ice and I can't, I got to tell you, I, it's the one practice I really could not practice. I was laughing so freaking hard <laughs> because guys get in their hand and they start sweating and they, they're looking at their fingers and their fingers are blue and purple. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I saw a couple guys with a streak across the forehead where they accidentally wiped it. And I'm no. done. And I'm dying laughing. And I just got, and Rob Niedemeyer goes, look at my hands. Like. He goes, what kind of gloves? I said, well, this is that. I got these new Easton, too. Mine leak a little bit of ink, too, like a little color. <laughs> mine, mine did. I, I soaked them in water for a couple of days first, and, and he off he goes, and I was done. So anyway, practice is over. I leave, and I'm like, 
I gotta get out of here quickly because they're gonna yeah they're gonna know. So I don't even shower. I just put my my stuff on. And for some reason, last packs of the year, I guess nobody wanted to stay out there for extra because guys started coming in. And Alex Hicks, who's now the assistant coach at ASU, yep. he was one of the guys. He lived in my neighborhood. He takes off his skates and his his white socks are just bright purple. He's like, "What the frick is this?" And then I see him at home later. I get I get out of there before the guys come. Up. He tells me to come over, and I go to his house. And everybody wears sandals, right? Because it's in Florida in 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 April, or beginning of April. So there's fans waiting. These guys walk out Barney purple feet, <laughs> except Rob Niedermeyer. He was purple from head to toe. No. And, and so you know, what are the people going to do? We play a game the next day. That's it. Yeah. No more. So. Um, so I got away with one there, and I was blaming Dino Cicerelli because he wasn't playing at the time, and he he had come back to the you know around the team because the season's about to end. Uh, so I was blaming him, you know, and people were actually thinking, well, that he could be it, could be it, you know. Um, and then I went to the World Championships, and when I got to the World Championships, um, I opened up my bag and I had about four or five rolls of tape around my skates that were just. <laughs> it, so they took, knew. it took the trainers some time to get to get that they through, knew. but they knew. They knew, but that you know, if that's all I got, I, I got them pretty good. It was good, but anyway, Todd Todd took it too far, put it in everywhere, and it got over the the main locker room, uh, ruined jerseys, wearing gloves, pants, blue and gloves, pants, carpet. ruined carpet. Um, I mean, to Todd's credit, he Stan said he he had the money there the next day, uh, in cash to, to pay for it all, but um, that just didn't just bill. didn't know. Oh yeah, it was a good bill. It was funny oh, though. I, I think funny. he left one player out to dry. I forgot who he didn't. Put stuff in. Was Ozzy Vanninen there then? Uh, he was I don't there, remember yeah. who was. He, he left somebody out to dry so and like didn't do that player. No, I think did it himself was, a little bit. Or was it Donor? It might have been Donor. I think he, I think he tried to set yeah, Donor. Yeah, it might have been Donor. <laughs> uh, singing Donor, you know. Gave himself a little bit on his fingers, but yeah. gave Donor none. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, and then he got Donor a while, a little while later. He put it just in his jock strap. Oh. Uh, oh, no. So, so he was... Purple. He was purple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You were doing stuff even after you were away from the team, weren't you? Sneaking into the ice den, putting, like, water bottles in donors' gloves and things like that. Open yeah. Water bottles. This was two years after yeah. I retired. Um, the guys had a nice little run going, and that was hard. Hansel was still here and those guys. So they, they'd won four or five in a row. They were doing really good. So I got into the um, – I had a card to the room. Stanley gave me a card to get in there. And, you know, if I needed tape or something for Hudson, um, I'd get his laces or whatever. So I went in there, and I – all the guys I knew, in fact, I actually, even the ones I didn't know, <laughs> I, I, I squeezed all their helmets, made it small. You know, their heads are too, <laughs> their heads are too big. You guys won four in a row. You guys, their heads are so everyone that went to put their helmet on, none of them fit. None of them fit. Like, what the hell's going on? And donor always be the last one to get dressed or come on the ice. So the whole room's in there, and um, donor goes in there. And he grabs his his shin pad from up top, and I had a cup of water. I had water in both of them, but. And he pulls it down, and his cup of water just splashes all over him. And he looks, and guys, or some young guys, I remember Max Domi being the guy, he goes, oh, no, somebody got Donor. He's going to be so mad. And Donor, you know, obviously never swearing. Frickin' Wits, he goes. And then Domi goes, uh, Wits, who? He goes, frickin' wizard. He did it. He goes, that guy's been gone for two years, retired for two years, and that's the first guy you go to? And he goes, I guarantee it, it was him. And then they all start putting their helmets on. They're like, oh, he got all of us. <laughs> and it was a small thing. It didn't take all it takes is just, you know, pop your you know, the wings yeah. on the helmet, open it again. But um, it was harmless. Yeah. You Remind know, and, you're there. And then donor, I obviously, I cut his laces all the time. <laughs> um, but realizing it actually wasn't punishing him. It was punishing Tony. 
Yeah. When, you know, Tony had to you know, release his skates all the time for him. But um, <laughs> but I, I always like doing stuff like that. Um, the harmless little things that, um, you know, somebody just tapes their sticks for practice and they'll put them right, you know, in the doorway and the way out. Well, I'd take them and I'd go hide them and put them somewhere else. So they go out for practice and they can't find their sticks. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's it's nothing. But it's funny when you're sitting down there watching it. You know, watching a guy look for his sticks when he has no clue is actually a lot of fun. Which leads us into something perfectly when we talk about having fun. Does that lead us into our sure. video? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Think, so we, we we need to ask you about this because the whole, you know, where's Whitney thing, you like to have fun, obviously. And this is something you're kind of known for um, in your time as a player. <laughs> so this is a compilation <laughs> video and it's not even all your greatest hits. It's just some of you uh, <laughs> photo bombing, interview bombing, if you will, um, to say that kind of caught wind among the fans but uh yeah. what, what what started that I'm just an idiot um <laughs> you know it, it, it's actually a laziness on my part in terms of like everybody gets prepared for a game you know these guys are stretching and they're taking hard strides and i don't stretch so when i get on the ice and warm up after i do the first lap i shoot a puck and i'm looking around there's nothing to do yeah <laughs> like I, don't, I literally do not stretch so <laughs> i sit down there and i and i look in the crowd or i'll shoot pucks at players as they skate by um, and then once they started these bench interviews, I'm like, well, I'm just going to mess around here a little bit. And, um, I had some good ones too, where I would come up from the bottom, yes. keep my head over <laughs> See, the top, I remember, come back down. And, There's one where you're like a blowfish too, where you're hopefully. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and so I started doing that in Carolina. Right. And, um, Peter Laviolette, um, who him and I get along real well, he's watching, uh, warmups, but he's watching from the, you know, the tele mm -hmm. telecast. And he finally goes to the coach. He goes, you guys never watch warmup? And they're like, no. He goes, just watch warm up. Watch what Wit does in warm up. He actually doesn't do anything. He just skates back and forth behind the guy getting interviewed. And so that we were in we we're in LA, and it's probably a month into it. He goes, guys, I don't know if you know our morning skate. We have a video session. He goes, I don't know if you guys know what Whitney does. Wit does, you know, while you guys are getting interviewed, and then he starts showing all these videos of me going back and forth, and. <laughs> And then, it, then it became everybody wanted to do it, so I stopped doing it for a while because as soon as people want me to do something, but like like that stuff, I love going back and forth and <laughs> leaning back and like, trying to yeah, this stuff trying to make Walsh uncomfortable. And, um, so like listen, awkward stretches like yeah, you're a ballerina, yeah, or like something. I'm really stretching, right? like I don't stretch anyway. So, um, you know, in the end, what we do for a living is uh, a game, right? And it's meant to be fun. I know there's you know you want to win, and there's some seriousness to it, but. Um, if you don't have fun in, in anything that you're doing, I just don't know how you can enjoy doing what you're doing. So, um, you know, I, I was maybe had the ability better than most to be able to turn it on and off where, you know, once, once warm up was over and we got in the locker room and there's time to go to work, I was, yeah. um, but I gotta be honest, once the game started too, I still screw around too. So these TV timeouts now that are fairly new, you know, later in my career, the refs would put the puck down at the face off. It's going to be at the Nago huddle at the, at the penalty box. Well, as soon as they weren't looking, I grabbed the puck and I throw it in the crowd. <laughs> and, and so they come out of their little huddle, you know, blow the whistle. We come up and they go to the dot. And they're like, where's puck? And then they look at each other. Where's puck? Like, you're supposed to put the puck down. And he's like, I put the puck down. And then they look around. Like, so now they have to go back and puck, get the puck. Right? And, and I do. I did it for games. And finally, they, I got, they busted me. They <laughs> And so, so they were pissed off. <laughs> you think of that, you think of that yeah. how little there's, and it's those kind of things that I think we talked about 2012 and how that team bonded. I think it's stuff like that that helped get a group tighter together. And I look at hockey today, and I think if you did that to some of the players today, especially some of these young guys, they'd 
have their agent on their phone, their mom on the phone. Well, going, it, might, it might be considered um, bullying. Or, yeah. Um, you couldn't do, you don't hear you anymore. You know, in the workplace. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's such a, um, a touchy society that we live in now that I'm not sure you can get away with a lot of things you, you did. I mean, if I bolted down the trainer's shoes to his locker nowadays, I, he'd, I'd probably get a bill for the shoe. Yeah. You know, but that's also pretty funny watching it a is. trainer <laughs> trying to get his shoes out of the locker and he can't bolt it to the floor. <laughs> That's see that stuff's fun. That's oh, that's just boy. fun stuff to me. I mean, but getting back to Todd Todd Simple, we've had guys who um, they'll go to a barbershop and grab the hair from the barbershop, and then they're pissed off at a guy. They'll put Vaseline over his windshield and then throw all the the hair on, oh. on the windshield, so it looks like a. I mean, it, it's kind of funny, but you can't get it off. Yeah, like you, you can't. Yeah. Your wipers don't even work doing yeah. that. I mean, it makes you, it worse. You gotta get your head out the window and take it to a, you know. An see, that's what I mean. Car. That's maybe a. Yeah, little bit. that's a little bit much. I mean, it's because then it's dangerous because the guy can't, can't see drive it home. And then yeah, but you, you don't know. think like that. You just think it's funny. You think it's funny. Guy's got hair all over him, all over his vehicle. So, oh, um, but the game itself is meant to have, you know, to be, you know, have some fun while you're doing it. Know the seriousness once you start, um, you know, and and do that. But man, in, in the end, it's just a game. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, well, we do a segment on the show weekly, usually in the summer, but every time we have a guest, we like to ask them. Um, we do a segment called Weekend Binge. So it's Thursday. We're close enough to the weekend. Okay. Is there anything that you're binge watching, that you, a show you love, a movie you love, something you're watching right now that you can uh, recommend to us? Oh, well, I've watched uh, probably nothing that everybody else hasn't watched. Um, you know, I did the, the Yellowstone. It went to 1883. Now it's 1923. I think it's Second time this week we've yeah. had this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm watch, I just started watching that. But, um, I, you know, with COVID, you, you binge-watched everything. I yeah. think The Handmaid's Tale. And yeah. Succession was a, was awesome. a great one. Billions was a great one. I mean, Another good one. Um, there, there's so many. Um, there's this new one I haven't – I've heard great things about it. I haven't watched it yet. And it's uh, it's the Ryan Reynolds, the the, the oh, soccer the, team that they have. The oh, Wrexham. Wrexham. Yeah, yeah I, I heard it's really good. Um, the Formula One, if anybody hasn't watched oh, the Drive, drive to, survive, to Survive, I'm obsessed. Uh, yeah. is a, and it's, you'd be amazed now and a whole new appreciation for what goes on in that sport and how do um, you have the little dogs and the big dogs and how they just prey on each other. It's kind of it's interesting, but I feel for that. That's a cutthroat business over there, mm -hmm. but a uh, great series to watch. So um, movie-wise, I just don't think there's much out there right now that, that really – TV's so good you right now. You can always go to Leah's favorite, um, Love Island UK. <laughs> You see Love the, Island, the wizard thing watching the listen, Oh, there's another good one. Listen, what a Brittany, uh, what's Brittany it's gonna do with Tad this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. good TV. It's a good it, watch. It's good watch. X rated or non X rated? I mean, British TV is a little different than American yeah. TV. I'll yeah. say that. I mean, you should have led with that one, Leo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Casual 60 episodes if you have the time. Wow. <laughs> that definitely gets a few flights for you then, wouldn't yeah, it? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. All right. Well, PD. You should pull out your script oh for I'm getting ready. Your you're going to do yours first, yes, right? Yes, but before we get to that, everybody buckle up because oh, it's coming. Big time. Um, but before that, um, PD had a pick'em going on on Underdog Fantasy last night. Again, thank goodness they have insurance on there, PD. You and I have to start doing that for the pick'em games. There's a prop coming out for this. I don't even know what to say. But if you want to play the pick'em game, if you want to do a daily fantasy, check out the Underdog Fantasy app. It's a super, super fun way to consume your favorite sports. Um, NBA, NHL, baseball is coming up soon. All of it. Check it out. It's super fun. Underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. I, I just want to say before we start here, 
We've got a crowd forming yes. for this ad read. Yeah, there's a lot this of pressure when I read now. You see, Petey's kind of a legend around here. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little me. more pressure <laughs> when I start off. All right. So here, are we ready? We're I'll ready let you know when to hide the kids. So first, we're going to talk about Roman, and they address a variety of sexual health needs for men from ED to low T. Head to the website at roco slash phnx, complete a questionnaire, and del- and and get diagnosed by a licensed ph- physician. Get free, discreet delivery, straightforward, and embarrassment-free. Now, Dan, if your kids are in the car, this is the time <laughs> where you turn it down. You guys ready? Yeah, Leah? I'm ready. In the bedroom, oh, by the way, this has a title. This is The Power Play. Okay. Oh. In the bedroom and in hockey, everyone wants to score. And both, it starts with entering the zone. <laughs> if you are having a difficult, difficult time entering the zone because of soft entries, try Roman, and you will be coming hard on the four check in no time. Just like in the bedroom, and when your team is on the power play, sometimes you need a little bit of help penetrating the tight box. <laughs> when the goalie drops down into the reverse VH, make sure you can get it up and slip it into the opening. When the puck gets into the dirty area, make sure it doesn't dribble by and you can't get one off. Lean into it with Roman and get good wood behind your shot. When the whistle blows and you hear the referee say, Roman, minor penalty for hard, I mean, high sticking. (laughs) But unlike penalties, with Roman, you spend way longer than two minutes in the box. (laughs) Because they offer wipes that help you last four times longer. So just like your favorite goal scorer, when you find yourself with a wide open slot, make sure you can pound it through the five hole and bury it deep into the back of the net. Because the last thing you want when you're trying to score is to have your partner use a coach's challenge to see if it is all the way in. (laughs) To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to row.co slash phnx and get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash phnx. You don't have to be a wizard to play with a hard wand. (laughs) Roman. Oh my God. Okay. I mean, that's one hell of an intro. That's a yep. what an ad. What an ad. Yep. That's wow. Got to pay the bills. That is that was really well done. Got to pay the bills. He's had that one written for about a month. Yep. Just wait yeah. till next month. The hard wand. <laughs> the hard yeah, one. Yeah. Hard one. The wizard plays yeah. the hard one. The reference. Yeah. The yeah. Reference here for this. There. Yeah. Wow. That was good. I'm, I'm I was like, is, is he allowed to say that? <laughs> that yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. There's hockey terms. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the reverse VH, by the way. We're not getting into it again today, but the reverse VH, I hate it. And I hope it goes away because all of these goal scorers like you, if they would do that now to you, it's just I'm gonna shoot top corner every time. Yeah. Come around the come around the goal line, I'm shooting the top corner. You're seeing it now. Yeah. The skill's too high. Get up, stand up, goalies, stand up. <laughs> well, you see how Bedard scores the junior kid that everybody wants wants. He scores Yep. I would I would say he's got twenty almost. Yep. Short side from Almost the goal Bad line. angles. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Mm. Oh, man. We also have to do, before Ray leaves, I don't know, we've seen in the back of our studio, if you're watching on YouTube, Craig was able to get us a Ray Whitney jersey, an actual Ray Whitney jersey yeah, from I mean, the team. Buddy. And we would like Ray to, be, I know we're not going to do it during the show, but afterwards wow. we're going to get Ray to sign that for us. Well, Leah said it best. 
if she put all the jerseys I wore up there, they'd run out of no camera big enough to Boy, pull all of howdy. them. Up. We'd but, have to have like a 10 camera yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny that my kids went to the open uh, with his teammates and that, and they went there with all different, all eight of them had a different Whitney jersey on. You were kidding oh, me at the open. Funny. That is awesome. Uh, which was kind of was kind of cool. And the, and the trainers in Carolina uh, made me one of the Hartford Whaler ones. Oh, uh, wow. With Whitney and 13 on it, wow. which was uh, a great jersey, man. Those jerseys were awesome. really something else, but. It was funny. It's when I realized I really was a suitcase when I saw all them walk out the door with each had an individual jersey on. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, anything else you want to get to before we go? I mean, we could go on for another could, hour. But, but just want to say thanks for coming down. Well, of course. Of no. course. I mean, I know you um, packed water and gas money <laughs> coming. And, yeah. Yeah. It's a reimbursement. Yeah. Yeah. Mileage. Submit uh, your receipts. Pack a lunch. Uh, yeah. You guys are doing great. It's a, it's a great facility. You guys are you guys are killing it. Thanks for having me on. And like I said, anytime I can help you guys out. Of course, glad, glad to help. Thanks, Thank Wiz. you. Well, we yeah. appreciate you coming into the studio. It's just crazy to think that you were a guest on the show two weeks into our yeah. existence. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties. Technical yeah, difficulties. Yeah, we learned better. We've grown. Yeah. We've come a long way. Yeah, we have come a long way. Yeah, that was a tough thing. It was kind of in and out, in and out. Yeah. yeah. We had to change platforms a few yeah. times. Careful you guys with your obviously terminology after that read, by the way. Yeah, you guys always obviously let Leah take over. Yeah, it was smart. Smart, you know. So you guys are doing great. It's awesome. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you coming in and everybody watching live on YouTube or listening or watching after the fact. We appreciate you. Be sure to give this video a like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as well. And follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. There's always a ton going on as well as subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. And lastly, you can follow us on Twitter at SPDataki, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore DePaz. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Thanks again to Ray Whitney. And at NHL Player Safety. Yes, at NHL Player <laughs> Safety. You can direct all your concerns that way. Yeah. Keep those ones clean and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rem- and friendly. Remember, I love you all. Yeah. And Remember. there's real human beings behind all of those. Yes. Decisions. Yeah. Right, um, right. But we'll be back Sunday for the, po- the post-game show after the game versus Nashville. But until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon.